Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. This podcast is all about seven crucial skills that we all need to really thrive in our lives and to be able to handle change really well, embrace uncertainty, nurture relationships, and take our lives in the direction that we really want to. The skills are being adaptable, living with empathy, being able to think critically, having integrity as part of your life, being proactive, being optimistic, and building resilience. It's based on my internationally selling book, Seven Skills for the Future, published by Pearson Business. And the podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your life every single day, and just how to do that. So really easy, practical, doable ways, and most importantly, things that really do have an immediate impact. And I'm proud to be presenting this brand new season, Emerging. And with this, I really wanted to focus on artists, performers, dancers, singers, musicians, songwriters. You know, these professions have been so badly hit by the pandemic. And I just know that people within these industries really do have so much to teach us about how to thrive and how to adapt. And I was really interested in featuring their stories how they've adapted to the unfolding crisis, and in particular, how and if their art and and what they create has changed in response to the pandemic. So, for example, if they've ended up composing differently or creating different kinds of performance or music to express the situation. And we know that it's the artists, it's the musicians, it's the poets, the singers, the performers who have often been best at expressing the most turbulent moments in our history. And I'm so excited and honoured to be able to introduce you to some absolutely amazing people in this podcast. And in between the interviews, I'll be highlighting some of the main skills and qualities our wonderful interviewees have developed or strengthened during these times. And I'll be talking about how you can do the same things in your own life, regardless of your background or what you do. Today, I'm talking to the lovely Alicia Benson, who is a second-year artist at St. Martin's School of Art. She's also a poet and a YouTuber. Welcome, Alicia, to the show. Hi, Emma Sue. Thank you for having me. Lovely to have you. So first of all, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do? Sure. So, um, 
like you said, I'm at Central St. Martins and primarily I would say I'm an artist, but that can mean a lot of things. So um, I work in painting, um, in poetry. Um, I also am interested in craft and more recently I've been doing some performance work and video work um, and dancing. Uh, but all of my work kind of is normally inspired by my own personal experiences and um, my sense of home, domesticity, nostalgia, um, all of those kind of subject matter really interest me. Um, and I also do YouTube um, with my cousin Honor uh, called the Sketchpad Pod, where we just talk about different things related to creativity and student life. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. It's such <laughs> an interesting, uh, wide-ranging amount of things that you do. It's just amazing. Um, so let's pass our minds back to the spring of 2020. Um, I always think that the beginning of that year sounded so promising to me. It sounded like, oh, you know, 2020, amazing year. Um, but as we know, things unfolded very differently. So for you, how did things kind of start to happen at that time? So in the spring of 2020, when it was all kicking off, how were you affected and, and what happened? Yeah, so I think you're right. And no, obviously no one could have seen this coming. Um, and I had just finished my second term um, of my first year at university. And um, I'd just done a dance showcase um, with the uni. So I was kind of ending on a high, which was really nice. And, you know, me and my course mates said goodbye for the Easter holidays, expecting to see each other in a few weeks time. And we kind of heard about this virus going around, but we didn't think too much of it. Um, and then it was only about a week or so after I'd come back to stay with my parents um, that we got the news of the full scale lockdown. So then I had to, I was quite fortunate in that I had a 24 hour period to rush up to London, get some of my belongings and come home. But then I was faced with obviously the lockdown, not knowing when that would end. Um, and having to do my third term of my first year at university uh, online from home, which uh, I don't think anyone had ever experienced or expected before. Um, and also my my mum got quite ill at the beginning of lockdown as well. So um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a big kind of shock as it was for everyone. Yes. And I mean, also, just thinking about, you know, you just started at St. Martin's School of Art, amazing art school in London, and then you're kind of just suddenly back at home again in your, I guess, childhood bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Um... Yeah, Central St. Martins obviously has um, kind of a, a reputation which was exciting and London itself is a very um, big difference to the countryside where I live. Um, and so it had been this kind of whirlwind and um, really I'd only spent about six months probably in London uh, before I was sent home. And uh, as, so it was... It was definitely not what I was expecting and coming home, I, I think 
I am quite lucky in a way that I did manage to have a working space, albeit out in the summer house in the garden. Um, uh, but I know a lot of students were suddenly having to try and find studio space or working space, whether that be in their bedrooms uh, or on the dining room table. Um, but yeah, so it, it kind of, I had that taste of independence, I suppose. And then I was back to where I was six months ago yeah yeah um and if you I mean obviously now we are some time on from that initial period um but if you sort of look back over the the whole time period and this has been going on for quite a long time now um what would you say have been some of the main setbacks and difficulties that you've had to face so this could be you know it could be personal relationships it could be financial it could be just you know how you've been feeling um you know what what would you say are, are if you if you kind of think okay the main challenges I've had yeah so I I think I can break this down into kind of a few parts with the with the first lockdown definitely I think there was um a sense of losing that established connection that I was trying to make um with my course mates and uh, my degree um and and that's sort of always it's been a difficulty throughout the lockdowns um of trying to forge those new connections and meet new people um while being online and being isolated um the other thing i'd say would be kind of along the similar veins is um i did actually uh, go through a breakup um about three four months ago uh, in the second lockdown so i think for me there's definitely been a strong kind of connection with the that feeling of how do you maintain those relationships and uh, those contacts uh, mm. while you're uh, on your own uh, in your own spaces um and then naturally i think like everyone because of those issues um i definitely struggled with my mental health um and you know i i i think everyone can tell that mental health and anxiety and things have been at an all-time high um and I, you know it's it's never easy but um i I'm happy to say I'm doing better on that regard. But yeah, it's I definitely struggled with anxiety, um, especially when actually we're coming chopping and changing between the lockdowns, I think is quite hard. Yeah. Um, the sort of social anxieties of having not seen people and then going to going back up to London for a little while and those kind of crowded spaces again. Um, but yeah, so I would say those are kind of the core components that I've had to to tackle over the last year. Yes, and and so much sort of constant uncertainty, really, as well. Things changing all the time. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's there's uncertainty in the kind of physical location in which I'm at and I'm working in, um, but also there's obviously the uncertainty of you know the pandemic as a whole and um how that's going to shape um mm. our future and our society's future um so yeah i think uncertainty is a good word to sum it up really yes you can't think too far ahead into the future i think at the moment <laughs> no. uh, if you had to choose 
three things. So these could be skills or qualities that you that you have, or maybe they're things that you kind of discovered that you had, um, you didn't know, um, that, that, have, that have helped you through this period. What, what would those things be? Hmm. Um, I would say I'm, I'm very organised um, mm. and I think that helps when um, obviously a lot of your kind of uh, imposed structures have fallen away. Uh, trying to kind of give yourself um, a day-to-day structure or organising um, and setting yourself goals has been re- really useful. Um, I think uh, I I would say perhaps empathizing with others and trying to not just uh, focus on your own issues, but also how you can uh, relate to those around you. I think that is um, good not to say that, you know, we can't obviously change the whole uh, pandemic and we can't help everyone, but I definitely think it's good to, to find ways to, to help those in your like smaller uh, circle so perhaps empathy um and number three um <laughs> uh, i would say perhaps like uh patience is a good one or being being kind to yourself and being mm. patient mm. um so just making sure that um as much as i like to be goal orientated and organized um that you can kind of patient with yourself that this is a unexpected circumstance and that uh you can't expect to um do everything uh in in a short amount of time so taking some some time for self-care and reflection i think has been important I think I think what you say is really interesting, actually, because those are, in fact, um, key facets of of well-being and and learning how to be resilient. So, you know, when we've got times of great uncertainty, having that structure and routine is really helpful and being able to connect with people somehow with that, you know, that empathy and, and being able to find ways, perhaps just in your, I don't know, in your immediate surroundings. Um and then that being kind to, to, to ourselves, which often we're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a process. Um, yeah. I wouldn't want to make it out like I've been hitting all of these things um, throughout <laughs> the last year. But it's certainly the things that I, I think I notice are most beneficial. Yeah. yeah, that stand out for you. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your your work um, and and. What, what I'm interested to know is how, whether how you work has, and what you do has changed as, as a result of the pandemic. Um, so both in practical ways, because obviously I know you've, you've had to work in a completely different space. So both in practical ways, but also um, in creative ways as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, some people I know have definitely taken the, pandemic as kind of a core subject matter for their art that's Mm. probably not how I would say I've approached it although I would definitely say that it has obviously influenced um, my work but yeah in in terms of uh, the way in which I've been making uh, like I said I've been moving kind of working spaces and studio spaces Mm. Mm. Uh, so 
when I was at university, you had a lot more kind of actual physical studio space and you didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, getting messy and tarnishing the walls. Um, so I think in that sense, uh, my paintings have become perhaps a bit smaller um, mm. and I use canvas stretches, whereas I used to sometimes paint on unstretched canvas. Um, but also, um, because my degree has gone online, as with a lot of things, I definitely have been exploring the digital aspect of my work mm -hmm. a lot more, um, which was something I was very apprehensive to do in the first year. Um, so I have been making some more video art recently, um, and that kind of ties in with um, performance art, which I was talking mm -hmm. about before. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been more i think emotionally driven by the pandemic because um i have been learning contemporary dance for about a year and a half um of which a large proportion of that has been online um but it's a very kind of expressive and cathartic thing to do i've definitely found being actually physically active i've been doing dancing doing yoga has been a um, really good boost for my mental health, especially because we're sitting on laptops mm. a lot of the time being quite static. So bringing that into my artwork has um, been really, really useful for me in a way. I can see how, practically speaking, you've kind of changed some of what you do and, and you've adapted, but it sounds like you've also discovered um, new ways of expressing as well through dance and movement. I mean, were you doing that before? Um, something new? Yeah, so I mean, I I was learning to dance um, before, but mm. I was um, mm. practicing it as a hobby. Um, it was only kind of uh, recently, uh, in my second uh, year of uni, that I decided that I wanted to bring it into my practice. I should actually say that also um, with my poetry, I've been yeah. writing poetry for uh, years and years, um, but it's been a much more kind of personal thing in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and it was during the first lockdown that I decided that I wanted to start publishing some of my poems on my social media. I think because in a way, both dancing and poetry, they're much uh much the same in the way that they kind of allow um, that access to your emotions and mm. hopefully it allows the viewer to kind of tap into those those feelings more readily mm. than perhaps mm. uh, paintings always do, especially because the way I paint tends to be a little bit more abstract and distorted. Mm. Um, so I, I hope <laughs> that my poems and my dancing will um, allow the viewer to have perhaps a more kind of cathartic reaction to them um but at least that's that's what yes. they've been doing for me oh that's interesting so it's kind of almost like a kind of immediate reaction i guess um if you're if you're looking at a dance or looking at words words on a i get well on a screen of course <laughs> um that maybe you do have an immediate response to them and it perhaps differently than than you would to artwork yeah i i think um my work is very interested in ideas of nostalgia and memory and so a lot of my paintings um would reference old photographs mm -hmm. or kind of past experiences but i definitely think the pandemic has 
made me want to bring up some of those more present emotions mm -hmm. and present mm -hmm. feelings and so that's what the poems and the dancing allows me to do because I think it is more immediate my poems are quite often based on recent experiences mm -hmm. um, and I think it's it's added this duality to my work where I'm able to both kind of explore past narratives and um, present ones mm -hmm. And you're in your second year, so do you have one year left after this? Yes, yeah. one year, yeah. yeah. So what are your plans? I mean, I know it's difficult to plan really at the moment, but um, do, you have, do you have plans? To... Um, well, I hope that I can, wherever life takes me, be making art still. Um, I think after my degree that I am thinking about potentially uh, taking taking a master's in history of art um, mm. or something like that uh, but and I'm also quite interested in um, the more educational side of, of art and art theory um, which is part of what I do on uh, my YouTube channel um, but in terms of my artwork uh, obviously uh, a whole year's worth of a degree is still quite a lot of scope to see mm. where my my art changes um and I'm excited to see where that goes I also work for a art collective um called Guac which is an online uh collective that helps artists collaborate I'm an art mm. correspondent for them and so I definitely hope that I can help them with some larger projects that they've mm. got in the works um so yeah there's mm. there's definitely going to be more exciting stuff in the future yeah. even if I don't know what exactly <laughs> yet. yeah um what, what would you say you've learned about yourself as a person from all this um I've learned that I'm perhaps more resilient than I thought I was mm. um, in that, you know, uh, I can deal with change, although change is always a scary thing. Um, you know, sometimes change is for the better um, and it actually allows you to kind of get a better sense of self or a better sense of who you want to be in the future even if things are kind of chaotic in the present mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what about what you've learned about yourself as an artist and as a poet yeah I think um I've learned that uh the ways in which I create are not as um kind of separate or static as I thought um and I think I've learned that you know, it art making art is something that is integral to my being or my identity in a way. And so there's I hope there's not going to be a point where I lose that incentive mm. to make art. Um so yeah, it's it's perhaps just grown my love of art over yeah. the last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I I love how you put that because it sounds like you kind of to me it sounds like you sort of wake up every day with this desire to create to create to create art. Yeah. You know, I, it's it kind of it ebbs and flows like everything else, but yeah. um you you do feel uh, at least that there's um a kind of an instinct or it's even if it's in the little things of just thinking in the background about a certain project that you might not actually get around to doing for 
for weeks but um mm-hmm. yeah just knowing that you know there's that canvas waiting for you if you want yeah. to do it is is what kind of gets me up in the morning yeah. um for sure yeah yeah oh and how do you see um your industry evolving you know as we i mean as we start to emerge and the, the focus of this podcast is, is all about emerging uh even if it takes us a long time but how do you see um your industry evolving as we emerge from from this pandemic i think the pandemic has been uh, very hard on the art industry um you know a lot of people have uh, lost job opportunities and financial stability but in another way it has um led to a more kind of small uh, community-based art uh, especially through like social medias like Instagram um, there's been a lot of emphasis on small businesses and craft and uh, kind of uplifting those smaller industries which is really nice to see and I hope that that continues in the future I definitely think there is bound to be uh, more digital work and more of a digital approach to art because it is such an accessible way to um, view art but Mm. that's not to say that obviously I'm sure galleries and, and museums will get back on their feet but I think for a long time um larger galleries um and the kind of monetary aspect of the art world has held the monopoly on what art is. And I'm quite excited to see that there's, you know, elements of smaller, more kind of Mm -hmm. community-based sides of art that are rising up at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. And and what are you working on at the moment? Um, So I'm currently just uh, working on portfolio stuff for university and um, essay work, but I have recently had um, a couple of videos uh, go up. I just finished um, an exhibition called uh, Situationships Exhibit on uh, Instagram, and I do have um, a poem that should be published hopefully in the next couple of months in a charity anthology um so yeah uh if you check out my social medias i'm sure there will be updates on on those sorts of things happening yeah Yeah, uh, well we'll definitely make sure that's all your uh social media um feeds and and youtube are in our show notes so people can find out more about what you do and alicia i'd love to ask you if you would like to maybe um recite one of your your poems for our listeners yeah so i've actually got the poem up that's uh going to be published so a little speak for you um it's called uh good bones and i wrote this part way through the first lockdown where um i had been going through some hormonal issues and contraceptive issues and i think like a lot of people was struggling with kind of a sense of control over my body so i was trying to reclaim that in this poem so uh, i shall read that for you now i am lived in like a home such softness is only body born and I dig my fingers in, feel it squish, like Sunday duvets in a late morning glow. I wiggle my toes, half painted and at once forgotten, like a second bathroom or a sunburnt garden shed. These feet were made for walking forward, 
They are rusted wheels on a camper van, which still never quite gives up. And its frame still curves and crests, mounded hips and sloping breasts, holding every wish inside like sunken pillows of youth's hopeful dreams. My mother bore me thick skin for purpose-driven work, skin that houses wearing memories, not tarnished but worn like fine jewels, made to shine, a grandmother's kiss on her best-kept pearls. These ivory bones are my first-grown home, beautiful, built brave, belly warm, eyes looking up beyond the rafters, everything's included, no one will be alone because my soul, she finds company in every aching bone. Thank you very much. Really beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. No worries. Thank you so much, um, Alicia, for being on the podcast today. It's been wonderful to have you with us. Um, Could you just tell us quickly the name of your YouTube channel and your podcast you said you had as well? Yeah, so uh, the podcast and the YouTube channel are the same name. It's the Sketchpad Pod. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at the Sketchpad Pod. And uh, my, for my personal artwork, it's just ebenson underscore art on Instagram and ebenson art uh, for my website as well. So great, yeah. thank you, and we'll make sure that you get those on the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast player or on YouTube. And if you can leave us a positive review, we really appreciate it. If you want more support, tips and ideas to strengthen these skills, go to the website unimenta.com where you can take part in live masterclasses, self-access online modules and download lots of free resources. Get the book, Seven Skills for the Future, in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And why not get yourself a copy of the 777 Journal to transform your life in just seven weeks through daily journaling practice.